Well, praise the Lord and welcome to the Bible study this morning. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and this is our Hebrews Bible study. You can watch live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page, Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. You can watch later as it's uploaded to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also listen to the audio on the Spreaker app. If you uh, will get the Spreaker app on your smartphone, my channel is for those who have ears to hear, or you can type in my name. There's over 600 gospel-centered, by that I mean cross-centered messages concerning the Word of God and the Bible in the context of Christ and Him crucified. And I praise God for the opportunity to be sharing with you this morning right here in my office and praise God for that. This is Hebrews chapter 3. This is part 4 today on this 25th day of March 20 and 21. And why don't you just believe the Lord right now? Right, right now for whatever it is you've been seeking God for. Why don't you just take a moment right now. We'll get into the Word, but why don't you... This, this is a new day. This is today. Why don't you just take a moment, just to right now, that which you've been seeking the Lord for, that breakthrough in whatever area it is, that uh, deliverance from whatever that is, knowing that Jesus Christ paid the price for your salvation to the uttermost whatever that might pertain of. Healing, deliverance, uh, uh, a spouse, uh, uh, relationships restored. Whatever, whatever you've been seeking the Lord on, just take a moment right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your miracle working power on this day right now for those who will simply come to you through faith in the blood of your Son, and ask you for that thing. That thing they've sought you for. That thing they've asked and laid before you many times. I thank you that today is the day of our salvation. Today is the day of our breakthrough. Today is the day for us to receive freely some of those things that your Son, Jesus Christ, gave Himself for us to freely receive. And I thank you for that hand of healing and deliverance and breakthrough today in the lives of those who will simply believe you again today. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hebrews chapter 3, again, this is part 4. And we're going to really try to begin in verse 12, but in all reality, we've always got to back up a little bit, scratch our feet before we can get a good run and start in that which we're going to look at today. So let's back up to verse 7 and try our best not to get hung up too much and to work our way through. You have to do this. You can't just jump in and take off. You, you have to back up, look at where you've been, where you are, and where you're about to go. That's, that's the way the Holy Spirit will work in your life. He will show you where He's brought you from, where you are, and where He's about to take you. And it all works together, my friend. 
It all works together for each step of your life is a picking up your foot from where you were, moving through where you are, and going forward to where the Lord desires you to be. Each step is just that. It's a step from, through, and to God's will for your life. So let's look at verse 7 in Hebrews chapter 3. Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear His voice, not if you heard Him yesterday, not if you hope to hear Him tomorrow, because tomorrow does not exist. It just doesn't. And yesterday does not exist. <clears throat> There's only one, th one time in your life, and that's now. Do you realize that every moment in your life is a now moment? It's a today moment. It's always today Whenever you are, wherever you are, it's today. It is no longer yesterday. It's gone forever. Tomorrow may never come, but even if it does, guess what it'll be? Today. Guess what it'll be? Now. Now is the time, my friend. Now is the time. If you will hear His voice... Now's the time. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. Most are putting it off. Don't put it off. Harden not your hearts. Whose hearts? Not those who's gone before us. Not those who will come after us. Harden not your heart. The one that's hearing the Lord today. The one that's hearing this Bible study today. The one that's got their Bible open today. Don't harden your hearts as they did in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. You and I are pointed back in, to a yesterday, a day before today, so that we can look at that and glean from that, learn from that, be encouraged through that, that we can look and see what happened in a negative way so we can avoid that. And I'm going to be saying some things today using some phrases that Many may not like, but I can't help it. What we see here in many other places in the New Covenant causes one's heart to tremble. God expects our hearts to tremble when we read His Word, when we study His Word, when we hear from Him. Our hearts will tremble. Do not run from the trembling. Do not look for a group of people who in some way have changed sound doctrine to remove the trembling of heart. Most of the church, I'm not being ugly today, but most of the church have made up some mystical, magical kingdom, some fantasy land to where they, 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 it's impossible for them to, to lose their salvation. It's impossible for them after they've been saved not to make it. The, the people in, in Noah's days thought the same way. Cain thought the same way. God's not pleased with what I offered. Well, I'll show him. I'll go make a way. And Cain was the, the lineage of people uh, uh, that uh, God allowed them to invent weapons and forge steel and, 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 and all, uh, all the metals and, and all the, the singing and musical instruments and, and, and the cattle ranching and all of those things came about through the lineage of Cain as he was trying to prove he didn't need a sacrifice. He didn't need God. He could show God he could do it. He didn't need to listen to God. He could do it. Well, all of that was washed away in the flood and we need to realize that's coming again. 
That's going to happen again. God's wrath is going to pour out upon this earth. You need to know that. And those who have this mystical, magical, make-believe Christianity, make-believe, that, that and, and, and they act like uh, the, the Jews did when Jesus showed up. Who are you? We're, we belong to Abraham. And, 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 and just we've got our own thing going. And we need to be very careful. The Bible here, for those of us who are Bible believers, the Bible is the Word of God. And it says, today, if you will hear His voice, you don't have to. Don't harden your hearts as they did in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. That right there tells us this is a time of temptation. This is a time of of, of temptation for all Christians. We're we're going through a land of wilderness. You you need to understand that. You know, well, I'm not in the wilderness anymore. (coughs) You're in a wilderness You're in a wilderness if you're a Christian. This is not our home. That means this is a wilderness. And we're being told to look back at them. Verse 9, When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err. That, That word err means they always go astray in their heart and have not known my ways. Can I ask us all a question today? How much more of God's way, ways have we seen? Having been given the Son of God, having saved us from our sins, having moved inside of us and began to work, and just because of that, we've assumed, and this is where we bring the mystical, magical fantasy land of Christianity and start making our own things up. Just because we've been saved and born again and the Lord has moved within us and promised to never leave us or forsake us, He also promised to never take the throne of David away, but you don't see one right now. Come on now, somebody. you got to get real. Jesus is going to reign on that throne, but He's not reigning on it in Israel right now. And Israel, they're wandering around without a Savior right now. We need, we need to be real. We need, we need to never remove that which is in God's Word that causes our hearts to tremble. We can't start making up things. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always go astray in their heart and they've not known my ways. How much more have we been given? How much greater and better, the Bible says in Hebrews, is the tabernacle that we now have. But just because we under the new covenant, nowhere does the new covenant say that the same thing that happened to Israel of old can't happen to you. If it does, then you need to take the book of Galatians out to the burning pit and burn it. You need to take the letter to the seven churches out to the burning pit and burn it. But the same thing can happen to the church today that happened to Israel. The Bible says it. Paul told Timothy, many will be seduced, fall away from the faith. They will wax cold from love because iniquity will abound. Many will fall away. It's not going to happen. It is happening today because some mystical, magical fantasy land that Hollywood has helped portray and the mixture of Hollywood and all worldly music and all things has been mixed in with the narrowness 
and the exclusive approach to God and entrance into His kingdom. And the only way that we can be kept is by the power of God. Here it comes, through faith unto salvation. And I'm telling you, Christianity for the most part has become a mystical, magical fantasy land that we just make up what we want to to remove the fear and trembling. That's what they did in Noah's day. Do you really believe that God is going to allow it to rain and wash everyone away except that old man? Come on, he's living a fantasy. But yet they were living a fantasy. Christianity today is called some wishy-washy, old, traditional, old style, and and kids mainly are running all over uh, looking for the new thing God's doing. The new thing God is doing was done 2,000 years ago, and it's the only thing that you're going to find God working in and through. Everything else is mysticism, magical feelings of the world. The truth of the Lord Jesus Christ is where you'll find God. I'm sorry that most of the generation today looks to things of today, cultural things today, and they're not hearing God. Even those which many of them have been saved, and, but they've been in wrong places of worship that, that do not point to Calvary, but they point to the way you feel and emotions, and, and they call it God and, and all these things. The church is very much sick and in trouble today. And this... Those things I'm saying right now are what the prophets of old said that caused Israel to kill them. Israel to kill the true prophets. The ones that always brought warning. God's only got one way. He doesn't offer two or three. And it's not just one way in, although it is, but it's only one way through. And that's that's the mistake we've all made as Christians. We got saved properly through faith in the blood, but then we begin to search for that avenue through which God would pour out His power and really do a great work in my life. And there's where we got off track because it's not different than the way in. The way through this wilderness and into ultimately the glorification of the body and to be with the Lord forever and ever is not different than the way we came in. There's one door that we entered in, and that same door opens every time to the new things of the Lord in our lives. His name is Jesus and what He did at Calvary. So He says, so verse 11, So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. The children of Israel didn't get to go into the promised land. Now that's a argumentative question as to whether they made heaven either. Because it was obvious when Jesus showed up, the Jews of that day rejected Him. And pretty much, that's probably what this means in days of old. They never learned His ways. They always erred in His heart because they wouldn't keep looking and trusting in that promise God had offered them. They'd reach out to other gods because they just wouldn't stay that narrow course. 
the narrow course. This life is not really meant for the Christian to be the big uh, prosperity, the best of everything, and having a name for ourselves, and, and we're at the top, of, we're at the top. No, 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 that's in the life to come that, that, that the Lord has promised us and going to reward us. This life here is for you and I to wear that cloak of righteousness, that cloak of humility that's very drab looking. I'm not talking about go living in a cardboard box and I'm not talking and speaking against God wanting to bless you. I believe he does, but he never wants you to make that the priority in your life. And oh, is it a test not to. I know what I'm talking about. I know where I've been. Hallelujah. I know where I'm at today, and I know where I'm headed. And it's not about the prosperity of this world. It's not about fitting into groups in this world. It's about staying on this narrow course that God has set before us, finishing the course God has set before us. It's not about having a name and being famous. It's not about having more than everybody else. It's about having the grace of God to run this race again today. He says in verse 12, this is where we're trying to to get to today. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. When? Today. If you'll hear His voice, this is what He's saying to you today. Don't depart from the living God. See, the trembling heart says, oh my goodness, can I depart from the living God? Then we see in the Bible, if I do, it's only through an evil heart of unbelief. And then I see that it can happen to me because the Bible is saying today, and it's always today. So that means right now. I need to hear His voice speaking this to me. I can depart from the living God. I can wax cold from love, allowing iniquity to abound in my heart if I don't know the way of the cross, if I'm not clinging to my faith that I was given. Do you know why Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4 when he wrote to Timothy, the last letter he wrote, and we'll be getting more into this in the morning at 9 a.m., by the way. Tune in and be blessed. But I've kept the faith. I've kept the faith. Have you kept the faith? If you have, the faith's keeping you in the will and the plan of God. Oh, I need to say that again. If you've kept the faith, there's the fruit of it for others to see. And if you, if you don't believe what I just said, then that, that proves you're in one of those mystical, magical, fantasy land Christianities. And believe me, there are many avenues of the mystical, magical, fantasy land of Christianity today. Much fantasy among those that claim to be Christian today. You need to understand that. You need to know that. You and I can depart from the living God. You and I can have an a evil heart of unbelief. What makes that evil heart of unbelief? What allows that? It's when I depart from the living God because I'm now trusting in something other than what Christ did for me at Calvary. I turn now my attention to the purpose-driven life, the, the purpose-driven church, the government of 12, the, 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 even the biblical things that I'm called to walk in 
If my faith gets put in those things, then that means my faith is not in Christ and what He did. God has only given all of humanity one object of faith. You say, now wait a minute, preacher. I've got the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Does faith come by me hearing the Word of God or does faith come because I'm trusting in the work of Christ at Calvary? I'm glad you asked that oh so serious and important question. Jesus did the work of righteousness at Calvary. Isaiah 32, 17, Galatians 2, 21. Don't disagree and just be angry. Write those down. Isaiah 32, 17, Galatians 2 and 21. And you'll find out in those scriptures that Jesus did the work of righteousness as the righteous one, and only through that avenue can he make you righteous. But here it comes, get ready. Only through faith, continued faith, trusting from the heart in that righteous work done by Christ in his death at Calvary, can you bear forth the fruits of of that righteousness and literally, according to Romans 6, only through that faith you received, you obtained through that righteousness, write it down, 2 Peter 1 and 1, that faith you obtained, that measure of faith you were dealt, Romans 12, 3, came through you trusting from the heart that work of Christ at Calvary, what he did about your sins, when you trusted in that, you obtained that precious faith. You were dealt that measure of faith. And that is, the, that is the faith Paul said, I've kept it. I've kept it. And let me say this again this morning. If you're keeping the faith, <laughs> it's keeping you. Because true biblical faith is a move of God on your life. It's not just you moving. It's God moving in you, for you, through you, to you. It's um, True biblical faith is a move of God to keep you unto salvation, the fruit of that salvation. 1 Peter 1.5, if you're taking notes, and some of you should be this morning, you should be writing these things down. You should go and look at them. You say, well, I already know it. You don't know it, and I don't know it like we need to know it. So write them down and go put your eyeballs on the Scriptures and let the Holy Spirit rightly divide and piece together, not just here, but in our hearts where these words of life become concrete. They become engrafted into our soul so that we can share these words of direction and instruction in life with most of the church which doesn't know the, the, what I just laid out. They're living some mystical, magical fantasy land, Christianity. But the Bible here says, take heed, my brothers. Take heed. This is for you to hear Today, don't harden your heart. Lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. You say that can't happen, preacher. Well, then read Galatians. Paul plainly says it to the Galatian church. I marvel that you so quickly, so soon removed yourself from Him. See, He doesn't leave us, but what we've never heard in all the centuries of the church because of the mysticism and the magical and the fantasy land that we like to bring in due to the trembling that takes place in our heart when God's Word comes forth 
We've heard God will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. But we've heard, have we ever even heard that we can leave Him and forsake Him? With an evil heart of unbelief. The evil heart of unbelief is looking for the... Listen, the flesh and the sin nature, they're looking for an escape from being faithful to God. Or they're looking for an avenue through which they'll do it and they, just like Cain, I'll show God that it's not just that way. That cross stuff works for them, but it doesn't work for me. This is what God's doing in our life. No, my friend, if He's not doing the cross thing in your life, He's not doing anything in your life. And see, that statement can be confirmed throughout all the scriptures. But the fantasy and mysticism and magical, that fantasy land Christianity, that's where the church is today. I watch I, through my last 20, 20, 25 years, I've watched the multitudes sit under preaching. Now this is going to sound horrible, and it is. Oh, it is. I've watched it in our region mainly, but it's true just almost everywhere you go. The people, for the most part, I'm talking about, they don't even hear the preaching of the Word. They're, they're not hearing what God is saying to them, but oh, they just can't wait to get to the altar and shake somebody by the head and throw them down in the floor and call it a move of God. Oh, the mysticism, the magical. And they get mad at me for saying things like this. Oh, he just doesn't know the way of the Spirit. Oh, only those who know the way of the cross know the way of the Spirit. And the more subject we become, the more we give ourselves to the way of God, which is His way of righteousness, that holy commandment, 2 Peter 2 and 21, the way of the cross, the more we're going to know about the Holy Spirit. And without a, a knowledge, a growing knowledge of the Scriptures in the context of Christ and His work at Calvary, the less we're going to know about the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we're going to jump on board with those who are making things up. Yes, sir. That's where we are. We've got to come back to the place where the, the Word of God causes our hearts to tremble and then we let God deal with that trembling that draws us to Him instead of making us depart from Him. You see, that voice that spoke from heaven and thundered from heaven and caused the people of God to run away and to, and to run to Moses and say, you just hear God on our behalf. You just listen to God. That's, it's too much for us. The same thing happens today. Because that voice that speaks from heaven today, oh, it may be a still small voice, but yet it's louder than all the others. It's louder than all the others because the voice of truth pierces through any darkness. The voice of truth is what brings the conviction. The light is what convicts all darkness. That voice of God. 
Don't run from the Word of God that brings a trembling to your heart. Don't look for another translation that takes away the trembling of your heart. Don't look for another church, another preacher that takes away the trembling of heart. Why do you think they killed all the prophets? Why do you think Israel killed Jesus? Because they'd never heard one teach with such authority that brought such a trembling to their hearts. Don't run from that which causes your heart to tremble. Some of you are listening to this broadcast. God knows where you are. He knows who you are. He knows you've ran. You've put aside that which caused your heart to tremble and you've looked for a way through which wouldn't bring a trembling. But God doesn't have a way through that doesn't bring trembling. As a matter of fact, the book of Acts teaches that there must, with much tribulation, do we enter into the kingdom of heaven. We don't move forth. We don't advance without much tribulation. We don't move forth without hearing the voice of God, that voice of God that brings a trembling to our heart. Isaiah 65 says, He looks upon the man who trembles at His word. Oh, my goodness. Take heed, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Don't turn this into these folks were never saved. Oh, you can't depart from God unless He's brought you near. And Ephesians 2.13 says He brought us near by the blood through the blood, through salvation. He's brought us near. Don't listen to those who teach those false, damnable heresies that you can't lose what you have, that you can't depart from that which you've been given, that you can't throw it all away, that you can't harden your heart, that you can't be severed, that you can't be cut off, that your name can't be blotted out. Don't listen to them. All that whole big bag of flesh is about is trying to remove the trembling of heart that takes place when we see God's Word. Oh, they try to make it sound good. But in all their symbols, they clash together. In the music, in the fantasy land Christianity, they call it. They don't call it that, but that's what it is. It's all really about removing the trembling of God's Word. No, we don't live in fear, my friend, but we do live in the fear of the Lord. And we need to hear the Lord today calling His people back to that one avenue. Not God doesn't have many ways picked out for us because there's so many of us that make up one body. One body, one way, one faith, one hope, one Lord, one way of righteousness through faith in one way, the way of the cross. Come back to that today. Come back to that today. Don't leave that today. And hear me, in the days ahead, there will be even more temptation to leave this way of righteousness than there's ever been in the past. In the days ahead, there will be more opportunities, more temptation, just as in the wilderness, to leave this one way of God's plan, God's prescribed order, not just of victory, but of all grace to run this precious victorious race that Jesus won for us at Calvary. Hallelujah. It's been a great broadcast. I hope that you would share these teachings with all those that you know. It would be a big help 
if you would do more than like or comment, if you would hit that share button so that others could hear that which would offer to them an opportunity to come back to the place where they can hear God and have a trembling heart before Him and walk before Him, serve Him all the days of their life. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. I'm praying for the breakthroughs that you need in your specific uh, needs that you have. And I know that you're believing the Lord. I'm believing with you. Don't forget to pray for us. Don't forget to sow into good ground and to help us take this truth of the gospel all over the world. Your help will help us do that. And your faithfulness is a reflection of God's faithfulness to you and that you are hearing Him today. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. See you in the morning at 9 on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. Until then... Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Praise God.